Hi everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Brian Brisco from Horox Capital. Uh, welcome back, Brian. So he came episode number 38, one and a half year back. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Sure, sure. Uh, would you share a little bit more about what exactly uh, you are doing last 18 months, some good experiences and challenging experiences, Brian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so la- last 18 months, I mean, we, we've come a whole long way. You know, we, we have, I'm GP right now on a total of 10 properties um nine with four oaks one of them you know outside of four oaks so total of 655 units um and and depending on you know which way the wind's blowing and what the market price is you know roughly somewhere between 50 and 60 million worth of of total assets right now so that's that's where we're at um i've also set started in and pushing a multifamily educational program it's called the tribe of titans and it's basically designed to be a one-stop shop for people who are looking to get into multifamily you know education there's community there's events there there's lots of stuff for for the aspiring you know real estate investor as well so that's something that's uh being been going on for six to eight months right now and that's where a lot of my efforts are and i guess also really really big i think last time i was on the show well actually i know last time i was on the show i was i was still active duty military still still working um i retired on october 31st of 2021 so you know i've been now retired for roughly six months and doing you know multifamily real estate full time now so i guess that that's that's kind of a big deal right there isn't it yep so so how is your life like now full time multifamily investors how how your day look like now you know my my day basically i i try to design my life so that there's a lot of um enjoyable activities in there you know there's lots of things that i wish i could have done more of when i was working active duty i'm still probably spending you know somewhere some days you know 10 hours on a day on multifamily you know other days six you know but uh, but basically you know i i have a lot more time freedom than i used to so you know if i if i want to do something early in the morning that i normally wouldn't have i'll i'll do it you know so you know today i i i got up i went to a a church worship service for for a couple of hours and um got home got on my rowing machine and and you know rowed to my heart's content and it was about 11:30 when i when i sat down to the computer for the first time but uh i mean not not every day is like that i think most days i'm i'm sitting in front of my computer you know working on something underwriting deals or on zoom meetings with potential partners you know whenever you know by 8:39 o'clock so but i i do have the option to call audibles and um i mean yesterday i ate lunch with a couple of friends and didn't really worry about uh you know having to get back to my job so that part was super nice i i think really what i'm enjoying most is just the the time freedom that, that it affords got it and uh, last 18 months you you completed like nine uh, days like within four walks and one outside 
So would you share a little bit more about the one you deal uh, outside of Forks? Why you uh, took that deal? You know, it's it's it was as more of a sponsorship opportunity um, for me. It's something that I've always wanted to do. Always, I, I do enjoy teaching. I do enjoy helping. You know, the people who are coming behind me, and you know, had this deal presented to me. It was in Augusta, Georgia, and it was a, a good team. It was a good deal, and you know, not to mention. The property itself was um, you know, roughly five miles from a 167-unit apartment complex that uh, that Four Oaks owns. So I, I knew it would be a a good deal, so to speak. And um, we closed on that one in December, and it's been you know three and a half months right now. We are um, I mean, right before coming on, I was getting uh, reading an email from uh, one of my partners about where we're sitting right now, and. Next time we we get together early next week, we're going to talk about you know how much money are we distributing to our investors. So twenty six unit, we have you know six of the twenty six units already renovated. So you know that's, that's roughly you know math in public. What's that twenty percent? And we've got another four that are um, vacant right now, being renovated. So I think by by the end of this month, maybe early May, um, we'll have 40% of it renovated. And we're getting almost $300 in rent bumps between our non-renovated units and our renovated units. So um, that's where we're at right now on that one. It was, like I said, it was, you know, somebody came to me and said, hey, we have a deal. We need help closing. Um, can you help us? And the answer was yes. Good, great. And definitely there are a lot of changes from, you know, when we spoke last time. So that time, like, you know, COVID was, you know, a lot of impact from mainly like moratoriums, all this stuff. So how do you see now, like, you know, now we are facing different challenges from, you know, interest rates or, you know, inflation or cap rates compression. So what's Yeah, I mean, what's interest rates have, have gone up significantly. It's, it's definitely affecting underwriting. You know, the, the last acquisition we had was December and, you know, interest rates were still fairly low. We locked in at a 3.7% uh, loan over, over a longer term, you know, and over the last four months, you know, we, we've seen the rates just slowly go up and up and up. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how long they're going to be high, but, uh, you know, I, I do think they are going to come back down again. I mean, where we're sitting right now, I think the Fed's between a rock and a hard place. You know, they, they have one hand where they have inflation, where the published rate is 8%, where most economists are saying it's closer to 15 to 20. Um, so on one hand, they want to raise the rates to, to keep inflation in check. However, we're also showing, showing signs of, of a recession. So, I mean, it puts a lot of people in a difficult spot, um, you know, and there, there's, there's always a little bit of, you know, guesstimating of, you know, where things are going to go. Um, but yeah, I think uh, um, the, the end of the day, what, what we're looking at right now is with the high inflation rate, we expect rents to keep going up. We expect property prices to keep going up. Um, so, you know, even, if, even if we're buying at mid to high fours, I mean, that's, that's a scenario I was in three years ago. I mean, I think I have a spreadsheet somewhere that has all of our property, little snapshot of all of our properties, but more than half of the loans that we have are four, four and above as far as the, the percentage rate. So, you know, four and a half to 5%, that's, those are the rates we were looking at three years ago. I really think what's going to happen is your know, rates are going to stay high, um, until inflation's in check. 
Um, they're probably going to keep rates high long enough to put us into a little bit of a recession. And then you know, eventually they're going to have to go back and, and cut rates down to, to bring the economy back to full speed. So you know, what, what I'm looking at right now is to get into to loan products that are flexible. I fully expect two years from now, the, the, lo- the rates to be a lot lower. So the two, two ways we can navigate this is, is number one, go for long-term debt at um, a low leverage. So, you know, maybe a 60% leverage position and then, you know, four and a half, five percent interest rates. And then then go for a long-term hold model, which works fairly well, or, you know, try to get, uh, you know, a shorter term loan without a prepayment penalty and wait for those rates to come back down. Yeah, those, those are great points. So, yeah, most of the days I'm also seeing same way, like, so low LTVs uh, with, you know, long-term agency debts and also like otherwise, you know, higher LTVs with, you know, bridge loans. Yeah, great points. So how do you see multifamily, you know, next two years or next five years? Um, I think it's, I mean, on top of the the financial somewhat insecurity or the financial, you know, haze that we're in right now, we, we, we don't know exactly what's happening. We've got an inverted yield curve looking at a recession, but there there is still very much a supply and demand imbalance. And it's, that there are so many factors that that come to play here. Um, if you look at real estate over the last you know couple hundred years, I remember when I was a kid, I was surprised that my grandpa told me he bought his first house for two thousand dollars. You know, um, I, I think when you when you're looking at the long term, real estate prices are going to keep going up. Um, when you look at short term, we have a supply and demand imbalance, which is going to be pushing you know prices up. Um, but we have some factors that are pushing prices down. The higher interest rates have a tendency to um, to slow down purchasing because of the higher cost of capital. Um, but you also have high inflation, and the, the high inflation is also going to be pushing prices up. So, end of the day, you've got a lot of forces that are pushing up, a lot of forces that are pushing down. Not immediately apparent what's going to happen, but I do think that you know, with the inflation we have, even with the higher interest rates combined with the supply and demand imbalance you're going to see prices continue to go up. Now, I mean really I think the the biggest the biggest thing to look at is affordability. You know, if if rents are increasing, you know, 15% per year and wages are increasing, you know, 5 to 8% per year, you know, eventually you're going to have an affordability problem and you know that's going to put some downward pressure on prices as well. But, you know, for now the the optimist in me is winning out saying there's there's more pressures pushing up and there's stronger pressures pushing up um, than, you know, things that are pushing down. Yeah, uh, to- totally agree on your points. Uh, many like supply and demand and affordability as those two are like very, very critical points. Now, uh, low supply and also, you know, uh, even residential side also prices are going up. Like, so affordability is one of the main factor, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The affordability, you know, I mean, prices can only go up as long as people can afford it. And, you know, while people can afford it, you know, they're, you know, what we'll have, we'll keep on having the prices go up. So, you know, I I think, like I said, with, with rates going up, I think uh, buying might slow down, which could give a little bit of a break in prices. So short term, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Are we going to see a little cool off in the market? I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, in the short term, who knows? I, I do think that if you're looking three to five years from now, things are still going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, would you share any of your you know, best experiences last 18 months, Brian? Anything? 
Um, you know, best experiences. That's, that's a good question. Um, last 18 months, I, I think this closing on this small deal with, uh, um, you know, outside of Four Oaks was was probably one of the better experiences. A um, little more hands on on that deal than than I than I have been in the Four Oaks properties. Um, my role with Four Oaks has been, you know, mostly the public face. You know, building the building the brand, creating the content, you know, finding investors and whatnot. And then, um, so I, I would say that was definitely a highlight for me, being able to partner and, um, like I said, be a lot more hands on. Um, and the other thing is just the the tremendous feedback I've gotten from the educational community that uh, that I'm building right now. Um, I mean, so far it's been you know great success. A lot of people really enjoyed it. Uh, really trying to be the bigger pockets for multifamily, if that makes sense. I mean, and, and what I mean by that is you know bigger pockets has a very low barrier to entry. Um, you know, they're not charging thousands or hundreds or, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for the information. That's exactly, I'm trying to follow their model where there's a very low barrier to entry, you know, so you, you can access a lot of the information for, you know, a, a very, very low price. It's, it's, you know, roughly equivalent to the bigger pockets uh, pro subscription. So 30, 40 bucks a month. Anyway, that that's also you know one of the big things that I've looked at or, or been doing, and one I think one of the biggest accomplishments that I've had so far. Awesome, awesome, and thank you. Thanks for sharing that and doing that. And would you also share any of your challenging experiences the last eighteen months? Oh, geez, lots of challenging experiences. Um, you know, didn't think this would be challenging, but you know, retiring from the Marine Corps, moving across the country. You know, I mean, we've we've moved dozens of times in the in the last twenty years. Um, so that was, uh, you know, that was something that was ended up being a lot more challenging than I thought it would. And um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I found find myself going you know a slightly different direction than my partners. You know, so um, which which is part of the reason why I did the deal outside of the partnership. But uh, um, you know, with, with the, the big life change that life changes that I've recently had, there's, there's been a whole lot of, uh, you know, rethinking how I want to do business in the future. So, uh, I'm still figuring a lot of that out. Um, but, uh, you know, um, you know, retiring from the Marine Corps, starting to work this full time and moving across the country and being, you know, geographically separated from my partners by, you know, 2,500 miles, Kind of, uh, kind of throws a kink into things. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And what, what is your current focus? Uh, the current focus, you know, right now um, is getting into more and better deals for the year. So um, definitely open to co-sponsorship opportunities uh, or co-GP opportunities, depending on, you know, what, where the opportunity presents itself, you know, so that's definitely on my, my list. Got calls with several people every week who are looking uh, to either partner or, you know, partner in some aspect. Um, and then of course, you know, keep pushing on the, the educational platform that we have and provide as much value as I can for, for everybody. Cool. Cool. And good luck with that. Uh, any personal habits that are helping you to be successful, Brian? You know, I, I just joined a, a mastermind that uh, I, I really enjoy. It's, it's uh, called M1. It's, I think it's a spinoff of GoBundance or the same, one of the same founders of GoBundance created it. But, um, you know, we, we have accountability groups and accountability partners and pods that, you know, and just, just being able to, 
you know, the, the pods are designed for us to, to be able to use them as a sounding board. I mean, kind of a little bit of randomness in, in getting into the pods, but, uh, you know, a lot of these people have really been, been helping me with just, just being accountable to them for my goals. I mean, really I'm accountable to myself. I mean, um, but you know, we, we talk about our goals, we talk about where we want to go. Um, and then we talk about the actual items for the next week and, you know, after this call, I'm going to hop on a call with uh, that same group and, you know, have to update them on exactly what I've done. And that's, that's something that I think has, has helped a whole lot. Um, and, you know, base basically almost forces me to keep, keep on track because I know that I'm going to have to, you know, if, if I get off track, I know I'm gonna have to explain myself to, you know, at least four other people. Awesome. And any books that impacted our life and what way? Is there any books? Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, first of all, I think if you say impact in life, you know, the, the number one book on the list um, would have to be the Book of Mormon. Number two would have to be the Bible. You know, so th- those two books have had the largest impact on my life, who I am and what I do. You know, business wise, when I keep on going, coming, a couple of them that I keep going back to is, you know, Stephen, Hab- Stephen Covey's seven habits book, you know, and there's, there, there's a whole lot more, anything by Jocko Willink, you know, his uh, discipline equals freedom book is, you know, within, you know, sitting on my desk at all times. So uh, anyway, th- those are probably top four. Great. How are you giving back to community? Oh, how am I giving back to the community? Um, I volunteer at my church, you know, number one. So I run a, a youth group, you know, 11 and 12 year old boys. So do you know, weekly activities with them to, you know, kind of help them navigate the world. Um, I coach two YMCA basketball teams and, you know, try to be involved as much as I can in other ways and also give back financially to, to good causes. Um, you know, it's been something that, uh, you know, a path my parents started me on, you know, 40 something years ago to give away 10% of my income. You know, I've been doing that, uh, ever since I was little. And, you know, now that, uh, the income numbers are larger and larger. I'm giving, you know, bigger and bigger amounts. So, so that, that, that's really it. I think my, my goal for next year, and I've published this in a lot of places is I want to be able to give at least six figures worth of um, value to give it, give it away to, to other people, to other causes. Awesome. Awesome. How can listeners can connect with you, Brian? Um, best way is uh, email address. It's uh, Brian at streamlinecapitalgroup.com or check out our, you know, Tribe of Titans website. Um, That's the tribeoftitans.info, I-N-F-O, the tribeoftitans.info. And finally, you know, also have a podcast, you know, uh, usually I mention that, but the podcast is called The Diary of an Apartment Investor Podcast. And, uh, you know, give us a listen and see what you think. Awesome. And thanks again, Brian. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, Rama. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, vishakapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Thank you.